Today's episode is brought to you by Podcast Pipeline. We'll take care of all your podcast production so you can focus on your business. Visit us at podcastpipeline.com. Here's the question. Are you a business owner wanting to grow your business, but you're struggling with how your podcast can help? Well, welcome to the show that's about to change all that. I am your host, Cliff Duvinois, and in this podcast, we're taking the problems of podcasting head on. Entrepreneurs like you will share their strategies, tactics, and tips that they use every day with their podcast to make it an effective marketing and revenue tool in their toolkit. Welcome to Entrepreneurs on Podcasting. Hey there, world changers, and welcome to another episode of Entrepreneurs on Podcasting. Today's guest is a national board certified health and wellness coach, certified personal trainer, CrossFit coach, admissions director, and staff coach for the Primal Health Coach Institute and co-host of the podcast Health Coach Radio. This is all in addition to restarting her private coaching business, CoachLaura.fit, after her recent move from Illinois to Florida, where it's nice and toasty warm. <laughs> Laura has been practicing health coaching for nine years. She stumbled into health coaching after navigating her way through years of chronic health issues. She made the complete career change to health and fitness coaching after 25 years in finance. Health Coach Radio has been an incredibly rewarding experience as a way to support other health coaches in their journey. Please help me in welcoming to the show the host of Health Coach Radio podcast, Laura Rupsis. Laura, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Clef? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. And I think for our audience, I do want to take a quick second here and just mention that you actually co-host the Health Coach Radio podcast with Aaron Powers, but due to a scheduling conflict, she wasn't able to make it today. So uh, hopefully sometime in the future, we can have both of you on the podcast because that would be wonderful. That would be great. Yes. Why don't you share with us a little bit more about what your, what your business is about? So in, in terms of the podcast, what we're supporting is the work of health coaches and our, the school that I am on staff for, the Primal Health Coach Institute. They are the quote unquote sponsor of our pod. And so it's about, so first of all, educating, training, resourcing, supporting folks that want to go to business as a health, fitness, wellness entrepreneur. That is our target audience. That's what we're designed to do. The Primal Health Coach Institute, the business that really is the main support system for why we do that pad. We're committed to, so this is, Mark Sisson is our main founder of the Primal Health Coach Institute. So for folks okay. that are well-versed in that space, you might know who Mark Sisson is. If not, go ahead and Google him, I guess, Mark Sisson. Our overarching theme and our mission is to positively influence the lives and health of 100 million people. Mark wow. can't do that alone. He needs an army. And he has launched many successful businesses that has moved him closer and closer in that endeavor. But one of the things he realized was, look, I can't do this by myself. I need thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands right. of people that are out there helping to support others, make healthy change and facilitate long-term sustainable healthy change for themselves. And that was the impetus behind the Primal Health Coach Institute. And we were, you know, look, we were a relatively new certification when we launched six or seven years ago. And a, a couple of years in, we realized we've been telling health entrepreneurs that one way to really grow your business is to become an, a perceived expert in your area of expertise, to become a thought leader, to become exactly. a resource for your audience. And we keep telling our 
coaches that that's what they need to do. Get out there and share content. You don't have to charge people for it. Information is free, really. They can find it anywhere. Right. So that's not what you're paid for. But what you can do is use your knowledge and use information as a way to become a thought leader. And we thought the best way to do that publicly to support all health coaches broadly was through a podcast. Beautiful. And the way your podcast is set up, it looks like it's a platform for other health coaches to come on there and share their stories, their techniques, their strategies, everything else like that. That seems how it's set up. That's a big focus. We love talking to actual health coaches that are in the field, that are practicing, that have a really cool story that other people listening might resonate with and think, oh my gosh, this person sounds a lot like me. If he or she can do it, so can I. But we also bring on guests that are experts in the health and wellness field from health coaches. And I'm sure this isn't unique to our field, but we're, we're kind of constant students. We're always learning because right. things are changing and there's always another point of view. So we will bring on experts in a certain health topic and have them speak to that. But we also bring in people that, from a business perspective, run sort of business or have some sort of resource or tool that can help make growing a health coaching practice easier, better, you can scale it, whatever the case may be. So we have a pretty wide variety of guests, but our favorite and where we focus a lot of our time is talking to other health coaches and giving them an opportunity to promote themselves. Because we know a health coach going to business, if you can put on your website or mention in your bio media opportunities where you've had an opportunity to speak to the public, that goes a long way towards credibility. It does. And I think one of the big benefits is to that is by not being afraid to step in front of a microphone or even a camera for that matter, and be able to share your story with somebody who already has a podcast or a YouTube channel or something else like that. You gain access to their audience. Exactly. You know, this, yeah, this helps you to help you get your brand and get your message out to people that you just normally would not be able to contact before. Absolutely right. Beautiful. So. I was going to ask you what made you get into podcasting, but you kind of answered that question already. So you beat me to the punch, but let's talk about something that's a little bit different. Now you decided for your podcast to do the co-hosting route. Uh, It's both you and Aaron on there. So first off, why did you decide to co-host a podcast versus just having one person do the show? Part of the reason was because, so my colleague Aaron and I serve two different roles and functions for the Primal Health Coach Institute. We're both health coaches, but we all we both came into health coaching from a different place, a different point of view. We run our businesses differently. My role is as the admissions director for our program. So I talk to prospective aspiring coaches or I talk to people that are existing coaches looking to expand their knowledge base, their education, resources, tools. And I also act as a staff coach within that realm from a right. business perspective. And then my colleague, Erin, is our coaching director. She writes a lot of our content. She runs many of our programs. She does our webinars. So she's really, gosh, elbow deep with our, the students that are in our program. And she works with, helps works with folks after the fact that enter into our advanced coaching curriculum. So we serve different roles and functions. And we felt, look, if we're going to represent Primal Health Coach Institute and we want to help support health coaches broadly, we both had a lot to share in terms of just how we think through a conversation with a guest, things that might enter Erin's head from her frame of reference and the coaches she serves might be a little bit different than the types of conversations I have daily with the type of coaches that I talk to. So between the two of us, we think in every interview, we cover kind of every nook and cranny. 
of whatever. I mean, we get a guest on our podcast. We're going to draw out every little piece of valuable information we can between the two of us. And we just Beautiful. play off each other very well. We have very different personality. That's actually really good. And as far as the, the logistics of mm -hmm. co-hosting podcasts, because it's, and I've seen this happen before where you know, co-hosts will trip over each other, asking questions, whatever it is. How do you guys handle the questions asking and the interaction with the, uh, with the guests that you have on your podcast? So, I mean, that's going to happen. Um, and, and it actually kind of makes the conversation feel a little bit more natural, but we've gotten much better at Beautiful. it. In the beginning, we used to talk over each other a lot. So we got used to it. So Aaron is the one who, so when we do our bios, we ed edit that in after the fact. And Aaron's the one who does that. She'll read that and she'll, and she'll also add a little plug there for Primal Health Coach Institute in the beginning or whatever sure. you might want to promote. So that's recorded ahead of time or maybe after the fact and edited in. So people hear Aaron's voice in the very beginning of every single podcast. So I'm the one who actually introduces the guest then. I'm the one who gets the opera. So when you hear me actually introduce and greet the guest that's on, that's me. And then typically speaking, we've gotten very good at the volley. I'll ask a question. If the answer that person gives, and I know I have a follow-up question, I'll kind of wave my little finger. Aaron knows I've got another question I want to ask. Beautiful. Right? And vice versa. And I know if I've asked a question or two, then I'm just quiet for a minute and give Erin an opportunity to sort of ask her question. And I'm looking at cues because we do this via Zoom and, and similar to what we're doing here, you and I can see each other. Even though most people are listening to the audio only, although we actually do now cross-publish to YouTube and we can talk about why we do that. But it was important to us to have this video interface during the interview so that Erin and I could see each other and cue each other in terms of, hey, I want to go next or I have a follow-up question. The next question that I would like for you to ask is there's, there's always great ways for people to be able to communicate. I love the little finger idea. So I'm going to remember that the next time. Cause <laughs> one thing I don't want to do is, and I, I just share this with my audience. If I'm interviewing two people, the one thing I don't like to do is say Laura and then ask the question and then say, Aaron, and you know, and then ask the question. It's always nice when, you know, when, when you, when you kind of, you, you do build up that familiarity with people. So that way they can kind of know and understand when somebody's going to speak, when somebody's not, I'll just wait a couple right. seconds and be able to do that in my inbox. I received from a, a podcast news source where YouTube is investing $300,000 to get podcasters to produce a video version of their podcast mm -hmm. and stick it on YouTube. I did not think by any stretch of the imagination that YouTube was interested in podcasting. Apparently they are, and they're getting more serious about that. So now you've chosen to do a video element, put it up there on YouTube. Why did you decide to go that route? Well, it's becoming one of the fastest growing just search engines, generally speaking. When people go to search for something, YouTube is one of the top features. When you go and Google something in particular, yep. YouTube videos pop up all the time. So that was one reason. Another reason was, look, we don't want to have all our eggs in one search engine basket, and especially social media. So we would post our episodes to our Facebook page, our private page, Instagram. But what happens if, one example, we are starting to see in the sort of alternative health realm, search engines like Google and Facebook and things suddenly giving less weight towards certain topics or speakers or companies that don't necessarily align with conventional wisdom, let's say. 
Wow. So we, we just, from a standpoint of diversity, wanted to publish across multiple platforms to improve the odds that if somebody is searching for a particular topic around health coaching, they'll find us. And then just through my conversations with people, and again, this is the value of having adult children, <laughs> children in their 20s. My son listens to podcasts all the time, but my daughter's a video person. She oh, wow. would much rather take a look. And my husband is too, by the way, would much rather watch somebody speak. And he, it's just a deeper connection when somebody can see your face, understand your mannerisms and kind of see what's around you. Like people will always joke. I got, I mean, I have a treadmill in my, in my background. <laughs> I like fitness. So there's just, there's another element to being able to interact and connect with somebody when you can see them. So there's multiple reasons why we've chosen to cross publish to YouTube. Beautiful. And I love that. And the one thing that I, when you talk about the search engine aspect of it, and you're absolutely true, YouTube is number two, Google's number one, YouTube's number two. But the thing is you got to remember is when you're defining your ideal customer listener, you have to keep in mind what platforms they are using to look for solutions to their problems. And by default, people are, I see this all the time. People by default are like, oh, got to get on Facebook, got to get on Facebook, got to get on Facebook. But you know, I, I have typed into Google or YouTube how many times, how do I, you know, whatever my problem is. And I either wind up in YouTube or on Google. Yep. So it behooves you to make sure that you're getting your content out there onto these platforms. Not the entire world is just, it's going to be on Facebook. Plus, I think that when people are searching for a solution for their problems on a YouTube or on a Google, that makes them much more prime to take advantage of the offer that you have, whether it's a free email newsletter, a course, a certification, whatever that might be, because they're already in that frame of mind. Whether on Facebook, they're wondering if their neighbor's dog made yep. it through the surgery or if their cousin's little kid's survive the first day of school or something else like that, right? So it's all about the different mindset that they have. Kudos to you for bringing that up. And another thing I would like to point out that I think is great is you were talking about don't have all your eggs in one basket. And that's another thing I see all the time. I know of people who had their entire business shut down because Facebook flagged them for some reason or another. And like months went by before they got their account and their ad account reinstated because Facebook, they normally say, oh, we can have this reviewed in two days. Well, two days turns into three months, Absolutely, you know? Yeah. And so people are scrambling. And so you, you've got to, and I'm glad you pointed out, you've got to make sure that you're getting your message out in front of your ideal listener on the platform that they're using to look for the solution for their problems. Absolutely. You know, I mean, just to piggyback on that. So Mark Sisson is our co-founder, but he's had one of the top health and wellness blogs in the world for over a decade. It's called Mark Stanley Apple. And all of a sudden, and this is true of many of the people that are of Mark Silk, whether it's Rob Wolf or Chris Cresser or some of the higher level sort of ancestral health pioneers, where their traffic, their organic traffic just plummeted. And that really, the people that already knew about them knew how to find some things. And so it's like, oh, gee, I wonder what Mark Sisson has to say about, you know, insert health topic. They go to Mark Stanley Apple and type it in. But for folks that might be just asking that general question, hey, what should I be worried about a cholesterol, you know, whatever it is, whatever the topic is, and they go to type that in where Mark's blog might've been one of the first to populate. It just wasn't anymore. Right. So diversification is key and just improving your odds of being found to your point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So when you got into podcasting and started doing it 
What were some of the biggest struggles that you had? First of all, we wanted to find great guests. Okay. Right. So we really had to rack our brain and put together our wish list and find a way to reach those people. So we learned how to craft a thoughtful email to make sure that the message was, we want to talk to you. Here's what it is about you that we feel will resonate with our audience because here's our audience. Right. And the benefit that we felt being a guest on our podcast would bring. We, took, to a certain degree, felt that, hey, if we could just use Mark Sisson's name, we'll get all these great interviews. And sometimes that worked, but not always. <laughs> People are busy, you know? Yep. So we really just had to, it had to be a pitch, right? About why they should spend an hour with us, of their time with us. So figuring out that kind of language in a way that that resonated well. Another thing, too, is as we became more popular, interestingly enough, now we get a lot of people requesting to be a guest that aren't a good fit. And yeah. we don't always find out that they're not a good fit until they're on. And now we're stuck. Uh, so we've had to be very careful now about our screening process. On, you know, I don't want people coming on just to pitch some supplement. That's exactly. not what this is about. If you want to talk about your supplement after the fact, okay, that's not the spirit of our podcast at all. So the two sides of the same coin as far as just managing your guest list and your speakers and, and who you have on there. First and foremost, how do you get the right people on there and encourage them to come on and then at the same time deflect those that really aren't a good fit and how to know. That was a big one. A lot of the logistical stuff, the nice thing we have is Mark's managing partner, Aaron Fox, is really a tech, technology guy. So he kind of helped us get the technology up and running and the platforms that this was going to be on and, cool. and what have you was really helpful there. And not to mention Mark Sisson and the Primal Blueprint. Primal, they had their own podcast. Right? So we knew people that actually had experience in podcasting. So that's one thing I would suggest. If you don't, if the logistics of doing this is overwhelming for you, Lean on and ask for help because I think you find people in this business, other podcasters are very happy to share their experience and sort of give you some tips on best practices. I know this podcast is a testament to that. Exactly. Love it. Love it. Yeah. And you bring up, I, I really do want to take a minute and circle back on this because we have to remember as entrepreneurs, we're not working inside of a vacuum. Right. Right. You got to remember that. So can you go out and learn this stuff? Yes. And guess what? Like it happened to me when I first got into podcasting, I was told I had to use GarageBand. I didn't know anything about GarageBand. I'm not an audio engineer by any stretch of the imagination. And I was literally spending weeks trying to figure that software out and how to get it to work. And finally, I remembered I actually had an audio engineer in my network. So I reached out to him. He came over and showed me in five minutes yeah. what it had taken me like five weeks of struggling to be able to do. So that's a big point. Don't always think that you have to go out and try to learn everything about it. Somebody in your network somewhere or online in any number of groups, whether it's Facebook, whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's Reddit or whatever those channels are, somebody has probably had the same question as you and got a very quick answer to their question. So it's just yeah. a matter of just reaching out and just asking for help. That's huge. Absolutely. And I think we're also, we're very careful and cognizant of the fact that the reason people listen to us isn't so they can learn more about, at the end of the day, our course, our, our right. school and kind of what we're trying to do. So it's more than enough to just be, hey, this is sponsored by this company, or maybe at the end of the conversation, here's how you get started. But the bulk of the content, we would honestly, in some cases, tell our guests, we're not here to pitch our school. We want to make sure that what comes across in this conversation is going to be a value of any health coach 
going to business, looking to be more successful or how to get started. And, and we're, we're mindful too of there's people that are at various aspects of their journey. So we try to, if we can, in every conversation, yeah. address how this content is relevant to someone at the beginning of their journey, someone who's about ready to leave their job and actually start a new business. Oh my gosh, that's so scary. Versus the one that's looking to, hey, I've already got my business up and running. Now I'm ready to scale it. So we try to be relevant to all aspects of where people are in the, the journey and be cognizant of if, if we're going to have somebody on who does indeed have something to sell, that they're leading with content and value and resources first. Correct. Yeah. Because they could have a very compelling story as long as they're providing the value and stuff. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind if give them, people give themselves a little bit of a plug. I mean, we're entrepreneurs. Yeah. You know, we got to make money at the end of the day. What I'd like to do now is I'd like to ask you for your podcast. What's been one of the biggest successes or a couple of successes that you've seen come from your podcast? There's been a couple of things. So it's really elevated the credibility of health coaching broadly, which was nice. our goal. And we, as my role at our school, the number of people that say, I found you through your podcast has grown dramatically. Love it. You know, originally the people that listened to it were our own students and grads. Hey, Laura, I don't have a podcast. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's listen to them, you know? And they were the vast majority of our audience. And there's still a large percentage. But the number of people now that are listening to our podcast did not graduate from our program. They don't know who Mark Sisson is, but they are health coaches out there trying to learn something new or the health coaching curious people like, I kind of want to know what more, what this is really about. Right. Perhaps if I listen to a bunch of health coaches talking, I'll be able to figure that out. So the number of people who have said, I found you due to your podcast and I love it. There's nothing else like it out there has grown exponentially over the last couple of years since we started. It's about our third year. So it's grown dramatically in a short, relatively short period of time, if you think about it. It's only, it's all, we've been out three years and it's already been a huge sort of lead generation for Primal Health Coach Institute without ever really pushing it. And I think that just based on the interview, what we've been talking about here, I think that you're seeing this level of success because of two things. The first off is you're publishing consistently. Yep. which is the hallmark of any initiative you're going to put out there, any marketing initiative, make it consistent, but make it consistent for you. And the second thing is, is that the high level of integrity that you bring to the podcast, making sure that the guests that are coming on there are going to be, like you said, providing really high value to your audience, giving them actionable strategies and tactics that they can use to have an impact on their business. I would agree. I mean, it was what our focus really was. And again, so one of the things are, our course teaches is business fundamentals. We teach you how to start a business. And part of that is branding. Part of that is marketing. Part of that is selling. But how do you do that from a place of integrity? For many people that come to health coaching, that is just not their wheelhouse from a personality standpoint. Yeah. Or they've never started a business before. They don't know how to do anything like that. In, in terms of marketing, you have to come from a very authentic place and you need to show you're passionate. You need to show that you care and you need to be very clear about what it is you do and don't do. And we try to hold true to that. We're trying to put ourselves out there and be an example of what we're telling our students and graduates they need to do to build an audience and be successful. Beautiful. And I absolutely love that. And, and it mirrors what you were talking about before with the content of your podcast is making sure that you're including stuff. So if you're new to the space or if you're advanced to the space, there's something for everybody. 
But I also too, what I was thinking when you were talking about that whole start a business thing, I'm also thinking too about the entrepreneurial journey. So somebody might come in day one, they don't know anything about how to start a business. They enroll in your program. They start to learn. They start listening to your podcast. As they learn, it's like the podcast topics can become more and more relevant to them, so to speak, depending on where they are in their entrepreneurial journey. It's kind of like they're growing with your podcast. Absolutely. And I, I love that nature of it. And the other thing too, so we speak to a lot of business coaches that might specialize in this space. And there's always something very similar about just process, being authentic, understanding yep. your niche, remaining true to your, like all of these things are always consistent from business coach to business coach. But what I, we hope comes across is even though there are seemingly a bazillion people with what you think is the same message. They don't say it the way you say it. They have their own personality. They're going to resonate with a little bit of a different audience. So even though we've interviewed dozens of business coaches that specialize in health coaching, some people are gravitate to a specific person yeah. because of how they bring you along, the way, how they say things, they, their personality resonates with them. Marx is going to be the first one to tell you that he's written dozens of books. And everything he really needs to tell you to live a healthy lifestyle, he can fit on the front and back of two pages. Yet people still read every book. People are still coming up to him yeah. asking, yeah, but how do I do it? He's like, right? So it's not just that somebody else has said it or that you've already said it. It's saying it in a different way, connecting with a different point of view. And that's finally for someone, it clicks. So just don't be afraid to be you because inevitably there's going to be that audience that resonates with you. Exactly. And it's interesting you point that out because this was part of a conversation I had about six weeks ago. You know, I, I have heard the same piece of advice for years, but it wasn't until December. One person said it one way and all of a sudden it clicked in my head. And so it's, it's a matter of the person, how they say it, being open to it. And also too, I want to say this is the power of having a podcast because you're able to get that message out or that idea out to your audience that it's the same core basic idea. But it's just somebody saying it in a very different way or somebody saying it that's, I'm a business coach. This is my message. Okay, that didn't resonate with you. But a health coach comes on, says the exact same thing, and all of a sudden it registers. Mm -hmm. Because that all, the only difference between the two is one's a health coach, one's a business coach. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when I first started down this whole health path, everything was via blog. That was the newfangled thing. Right now, yeah, nobody yeah. texts their stinking email anymore because they're so over-marketed to that even if, although there's, Tremendous value in the newsletter. That's a totally different topic. We talk about that with business coaching as well. But from the standpoint of getting your content out there and being nimble enough, a lot of people don't have the time to sit and read a long form article. Not anymore. Yeah. They're listening to it over audio or they're watching it via video. So podcasting was just the next logical step. Yeah. I, yeah. I love that. And that's something I could pontificate all day. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. here's my question to you. So if there's an entrepreneur out there right now, they've got a podcast, maybe they're struggling. What would be a key piece of advice or a couple pieces of advice that you'd want to give to them? I think the advice would be sitting down and I don't want to use term meditating. That's a very like health coaching thing. Maybe journaling out Beautiful. your path. If you're struggling, really trying to get to the root of why you're struggling. Yes. Is it the content? Are, is, is your content resonating with your core audience? That's the, typically the number one reason. And if you don't know, go out and ask your audience. 
Go out and find a group of people that are reasonably representative of the group that you're trying to target and ask them some questions, right? Right. About what it is they really want to learn or what would draw their attention. So I think you need to be very clear on the purpose of your podcast, who your target audience really is, and whether the content you're providing is meaningful to that audience. And if it's not, maybe you need to reprogram that a little bit. And then to your point, I heard you say it earlier, as far as promoting your podcast, making sure that the audience, where do they find information? You know, if, so for example, if you're a health coach, that's like targeting working moms, stay at home moms, whatever it is, women between the age of 35 and 40, they are all over Instagram. But if if you have a podcast that's really geared more towards professionals, people in industry, maybe LinkedIn is a better place where you should be promoting that kind of stuff. So really thinking through where your the target your target audience is finding information and where they can find you and making sure you're in the right spots. And I do want to circle back because I think this is really powerful. This is something I myself have incorporated into my life over the last year and a half. Two things you said that really stand out journaling. Mm-hmm. I'm I become such a huge believer in the power of journaling. I'm an engineer, so the woo-woo stuff, right? you know, okay. But you know what? The woo-woo stuff works, yeah. you know, because when you sit down and you journal, like you were talking about, if you're feeling a certain way, you need to explore why that is. Don't just sit there and say, well, I don't like podcasting. Right. So why is that? Chase it down, you know, go back and write. And I think one of the, one of the exercises I did for journaling in a vision board class I was taking was talking about the negative consequences, right? You have to list 20 negative consequences that could potentially happen for me doing something. The more ludicrous, the better. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and so I was really struggling to come up with 20, but it's when you start digging down into those deeper levels, that's when you truly start to understand yourself and actually sit there and say, you know what, this is not what I envisioned it to be. You know, right. it's like you're almost putting a label to that fear that you have to be able to say, you know what, I'd like to do a podcast. But like you said before, making sure your content resonates with your audience. That's critically right. important, right? right? So maybe it's having that awareness to say, oh, podcast isn't working for me. Maybe podcasting is good for you. Maybe it's just your content. Exactly. This is so rampant in the health coaching and the fitness realm. So many people are going out there and the, the content they're putting out there, it may be relevant to their audience, stuff they think they're, but so, so a health coach talking to the health consumer, a lot of times when I go back, when we're able to go back and take a look at a health coach's feed or their blog or whatever it is they're putting out there, the terminology they're using is not terminology that's known to the average health consumer. Yes. It's known to the health coaching community or the health community, but it's not well known and understood to the health consuming audience. So terminology is really important. Also, pontificating way too much getting way too deep into the weeds. Most of my clients want to know how, what time it is. They don't really want to know how the watch works. That's not important. First, they need to know how to read time. Right. Right. Then if there's an interest, then we can get a little bit, you know, how the gears work, but it's being careful about your content and how that end consumer is digesting it. I'm just using health coaching, for example, because I know it well. The term gut health is this really squishy term that doesn't mean a whole lot to the end consumer. All right. You've got to be very specific when you're talking. The term inflammation, what does that even mean? Right? If you're talking about my joints hurt, that's much more specific than inflammation. 
you're talking about skin eruption. Some people that suffer from problems with their skin. Yeah, the underlying cause is inflammation, but what's the manifestation? What's the, what can my end client see and hear and feel that they're going to be like, that's what she's talking about. That's what he's talking about. Instead of using industry terms that really aren't well understood by your end population. I see that mistake a lot. Yeah. There's a fine line between, you know, educating your audience versus burying them in information. Because once Mm -hmm. you start going down that path of burying information, and I have been there, uh, once you start burying them in information, you lose them. They're in their car, listening to your podcast. You're just throwing all these terms at them. Their brain's going to start thinking, what am I going to have for dinner tonight? Right. I think I got to turn left up here. You know, Mm -hmm. you're just going to completely lose them in the conversation. So that's absolutely wonderful. And this is something you and I could job out all day because <laughs> I, I love this stuff. I've become a huge believer in mindset and exploring uh, the good and the bad. Uh, that's with all, I, I just love this stuff. If people want to fi- find you online or follow you online, where's the best place for them to do that? For our podcast, you mean? Yes. Yeah, we're everywhere. So again, clearly you can find us on YouTube. We just talked about that. We are on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on what is it? Is it Google Play? Forget the Google and Stitcher. We also just have a landing page for it. Just Primal Health Coach Institute forward slash radio. You can find us there too. So that's super easy um, as far as we're, we were cognizant of trying to be on literally every platform that anybody could possibly try to find us. <laughs> Man, I love that. It's another, another whole interview that we could do right there. It's right. beautiful. Beautiful. So for our audience, we'll have all those links in the show notes down below. Laura, it's been awesome having you on the podcast. I love your energy. This is great. Thank you. I've had a blast. I could talk about this stuff all day. So thank you so much for inviting us. Hey, everyone. I wanted to let you know that enrollment for our free five-day Start My Business podcast challenge is officially open. If you're an entrepreneur and you're thinking a podcast would be a great way to grow your business, but you're not sure how to start one, then this challenge is for you. This challenge is designed by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Now, within the five-day challenge, you'll go from ground zero to having a fully operational podcast that you can use to start growing your business. I'll be sharing with you simple tips and tricks that took me years to learn that will prevent you from spending hours on one episode. Head over to startmybusinesspodcastchallenge.com or click on the link in the show notes down below. We'll see you there.